0: Patel Stewart CEO of transition partners and I'm Ellie Nettleton managing director welcome back to our let's talk leadership podcast the culture edit this
1: season we're super excited we're going to be focusing on how leaders embed a positive organizational culture Hi everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, The Culture Edit. I'm super excited today because we've got a fantastic guest, um Nathan Wensler who is the Chief Security Strategist at Tenable. Um so I think Sandra reached out to Nathan because she saw his profile online after speaking at the Cybersecurity Summit in Dallas mm-hmm. and saw his profile and his topic looked really interesting. Uh, reach out to him directly, and we have the privilege of chatting with Nathan this morning. How are you,
0: Nathan?
2: I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? How are the two of you doing?
0: Good, very good, thank you. And um, hope, like I said, I hope you've uh, woken up this morning because if not, this one's going to uh, surely wake you up with her voice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly a loud one for first thing in the morning for you over in the US. But um, great to have you on the uh, podcast today to talk about you, your journey, um, and cultivating culture. So before we start going into some questions to really dig deep there, I'd love to know uh, more about you, your current company and role at Tenable and your career journey to date, Nathan.
2: Yeah, thank you, uh, by the way. And I'm really grateful to be here today because I think it's, uh, you know, I come from an information security kind of technology background, and I think it's mm-hmm. something that culture and all of this gets very much overlooked in, in the tech sector in general. Yes, yeah. Uh, but as I think we'll talk about today, incredibly important. And um, so, yeah, for me and my my journey, I mean, I've been in the information security field about 25 years, Mm -hmm. uh, started my career in government of all places, sort of did it backwards instead of retiring there, (laughs) Um, helped uh, helped build security programs from scratch for government agencies here in the US, and then uh, moved into the private sector and I kind of bounced around a little bit. I I was a chief security officer for a couple of small companies. I ran security programs and teams and then got into consulting uh, after a while, doing management level, organizational level consulting, uh, really trying to help uh, Mm C-suite folks try to figure out what was wrong. Like, why is my program Mm -hmm. not working? And, uh, you know, certainly learned very quickly that a lot of the times it's a culture and a people problem rather than a a technology problem Mm -hmm. Uh, and so now i get to leverage that all of that experience here at tenable uh, as the chief security strategist for them we uh, you know we're a software company primarily we're we're, uh, the the originators of the uh, vulnerability management scanning tool nessus which is for most tech practitioners very very well-known tool it's been around 20 something Mm -hmm. years um, but my role is really kind of this sort of thing. Like I, I get to work with our customers, work with people, uh, out in the field, uh, part of it's sharing thought leadership, but a lot of it is really just sitting down with folks to say, you know, yes, we're a software company, but we want to help you be successful. Here's a resource where someone can sit down with you and your team and work with you to say, how can we help you do it better? What obstacles are you finding? Um, here's some recommendations for, you know, how to better get through the political obstacles or how to help your staff be more effective, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's the little, it's that, that subtle sort of people piece of it that makes the process and the tools part be successful. And so we're, we're taking a little bit more of a holistic approach here at Tenable for that kind of thing, which is why I'm here. That's great. Uh, And that's what I get to do. So.
1: And I think particularly your background with the, um, consulting and working with clients etc you get to get a taste of other people's cultures so it'll be brilliant to hear more about that today um interesting what you were saying about the challenges it's not always the tech and quite often it's the people and when it's the people challenges they're often a lot more uh, actually a lot more difficult aren't they a lot more complex on that side so uh yeah it'd be great Absolutely. to hear more about you and your background and experiences today so with Tenable, let's start as that for a bit of a, an example, but I guess prior to that as well, how's sort of the culture evolved over the years?
2: Well, I I think more than anything, and again, I, I comment this from a, somewhat of a tech sector yeah. kind of mindset, right? So it's a little bit different, I find, when I've talked to, you know, HR folks and uh, marketing, those kinds of organizations, they're a little more in tune with people, the idea of culture, Mm. It's not really a thing in a lot of organizations. So we talk about evolution. You know, 20 years ago, working in IT departments or for security teams, it it just wasn't a consideration at all. Mm. You know, Mm. you just really didn't see organizations at that level talking about uh, taking care of their employees or having a strong supportive culture where discussion is encouraged. It's very much much an operational kind of mindset. You're here to solve a problem. Yeah. So solve the problem, check out, and you're done. And we're all techies. We don't want to talk about how we feel or you know, any it was, of that isn't kind it? of it's thing. It's
0: purely about what tech skills have you got? What tech skills? I mean, I've I've been in the industry for 19 years, and I've seen such a dramatic shift and, and change for the better. But it's still evolving. I agree. Different yeah, industry, it, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a very yeah. different industry, and and you're absolutely right about the the you know that mindset changing. Um, I mean, I've seen that even in just the last. Well, arguably, last ten years really that shift has started mm. to happen, and I think for us, uh, you know, we see it in the information security field is also sort of a maturing of this uh, this field of work.
0: Yeah,
2: um, security, you know, as it turns out, is really not uh, an IT function; it's not a tech function. Mm. We're actually a risk management function for most organizations. We've become more of these like business aligned. Uh, how can we help protect the business from a data breach or from being sued or being liable for violating GDPR or some privacy law, right? So once you start having those kinds of conversations, you really are now involved in the culture of the business. I mean, as a security Mm -hmm. practitioner, we have to help the business kind of operate in a way that encourages people to not steal intellectual property, not uh you know do the things that exposes customer data and that also means the kind of things we've been talking about are kind of offline a little bit and, and i know from your podcast you all talk about quite a lot having that strong supportive culture where employees feel valued where they feel that they are part of a diverse team
1: mm-hmm. where
2: you have lots of, of multiple points of input and you're actually your contribution is valued mm-hmm. uh we're starting to understand sort of the tech side of things that's one of the key components to have a, a successful program because if your culture supports those kinds of things and that's where we've evolved into when your culture supports those kinds of things your employees are stronger advocates for security they're more willing to listen and follow policies because they feel like they're part of the team they feel like they're heard And uh, it started to become a very, very important part of uh, not just, you know, broad corporation things, but I see more technical uh, leaders, your CIOs and your chief security officers, starting to make culture part of their technical security plans because they recognize how important it is that the people buy in and support what you're trying to do. Yeah, It's, it's really critical.
1: Definitely. I, th- I guess this probably question is more related to that piece around that evolving side of it that you mentioned, but it'd be great to hear um, at Tenable how they acro- approach career development, because obviously that's a big part and a big aspect of that.
2: Yeah, Tenable, I, I got to tell you, uh, and, and I know I, obviously I'm a little bit biased because I work here, <laughs> but um, uh <laughs> Tenable is really uh, fantastic about this. They are one of the more supportive companies I've come across when it comes to career development. Uh, you know, there are a number of internal training initiatives they do. So there's a constant technical skills training type of thing. Mm. Uh, they provide tuition reimbursement for people. And I think one of the important parts about that is the, the way the policy is written is fully inclusive of whatever it is you want to learn. Mm. Uh 15, 20 years ago, some of the organizations I worked for, if you wanted to have some sort of tuition reimbursement, you had to justify it yeah. as specifically related to your role, right? Yeah.
0: Or you just Tenable... do it in your own time.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tenable's <laughs> written all that out of their other policies. Essentially, you know, they say like, look, if, if it's valuable to you, mm. we'll support that. You want to learn yeah. a new skill set? That's great. You want to go take an art class? Because- that's something that inspires creativity, great, go do that kind of thing. The value of those broadened skill sets for employees is so powerful. We see that more and more with all kinds of studies that show this today, right? Mm. Um, But it's a big part of the culture here for Tenable is to support employees and what they're interested in, uh, make certain that they have a lot of options for career development, for education. Uh, Some of that also uh, includes mentorship. You know, we have a very yeah. strong mentorship program. It's something I, I'm actually a part of.
0: All right,
2: one of the leaders here. Um, and so I, and it's kind of interesting because the, the mentorship, again, is not in sort of a direct hierarchy. Yeah. So I have, you know, one of the people I've mentored is one of our senior marketing people.
1: I agree. You know, yeah. Work
2: in marketing, but yeah. that kind of dynamic about public speaking and engagement with broader teams and audiences. I mean, that was something I was able to help with. I've helped people on the technical side who are trying to move up in their technical skills and whatnot so you know even the mentorship program is not siloed into here's your job and you have to stay in this point yeah, yeah career yeah. development here is a much broader uh, like we want to support you as a well-rounded mm-hmm. employee let's help you get there so yeah. it's been a, it's been a big part of our culture here to have that it's been great I great love success.
1: that like if it's important to you it's important to us
0: isn't it it's
1: about you looking after your people so that's great to hear
0: yeah definitely and it's fantastic to hear that um there's that balance like you say it's not you know just you're not just pigeonholed into one team one area Mm. um, and that you can freely move around within the business and and we do something similar to that here don't we um which is um because it's about playing to everyone's strengths as well isn't it um which is um yeah fantastic so Probably leads me quite nicely onto my um onto our next question, um, which is we're really interested, I think, for our viewers and listeners to understand obviously you've got such a you've got a wealth of experience, wealth of background, um, great public speaker, you've um spoken on other podcasts and and things and um at um events and things as well. In terms of um your career today, what would you say is like the best bit of career advice that you can offer? Um, to people who would who are aspiring and looking to develop themselves and, and following, you know, kind of your similar footsteps footsteps in terms of leadership?
2: <laughs> um, boy. You know, I, I think there's there's two answers if you'll bear with me, mm-hmm. because I think on one side of it, uh, you know, a lot of folks in my realm of things, we come from the technology side, as I said. Yeah, A lot of us came up, those of us have been doing this 20, 25 years, mm. it was a time when security as a concept didn't really exist. There were no chief security officers. There were no leaders. We were just part of the IT team. So you, you start in this world of being an IT you know, desktop support person, and suddenly 20 years later, you're a chief security officer running a, you know, a massive team at an international company. Uh, that's a big leap. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tell people from the technology side, if you're coming up from that and you're trying to build those leadership uh, skills, you're trying to, to learn how to develop the people side of things, um, it's critical that we start to address uh, the, the way we educate people in this world, especially right now, uh, as we have the next generation of folks coming up, that uh, STEM training, as mm-hmm. we, I'm sure we're all familiar with. Yeah, uh, I argue is not the right thing. It really should be STEAM. And I'm seeing this come out a little bit more, but it's the science, technology, engineering, arts.
1: Mm. In um,
2: incorporating communication skills, training, public speaking, training, yeah. writing skills, uh, all of that soft skill, people skill, creative thinking, creative interactive uh, interactions with other humans yeah. and how we connect. It's a really, really fundamental part of your training process. If you're a technologist and you're leaving that part out, you are doing your long-term career a big disservice. Um, And and quite frankly, you're doing your technology uh, skills a disservice too. because the kind of creativity that arts programs will support. And inspire you to think you'll find more creative solutions to technical problems yeah you can express the solution to other people in a more creative yeah. way they understand you yeah
1: I guess so the Critical future of though. AI as well that's going to be even more important isn't it so I think from that perspective I really can com- I haven't heard anyone mention that before but I completely agree uh,
0: yeah no I we haven't had anyone on the pod before mention that have we but it's such a great point because yeah. I think it's well a lot of tech teams or tech leaders they they I think people just kind of think that these things kind of happen and evolve naturally, um, or that they're a given. And actually, they're not. It it actually it takes a lot of work and effort to um to be to strengthen those skills. They don't just you know mm. look, you're a natural speaker.
2: Um, <laughs> well, no, you make <laughs> a really good point. For some people, I mean, they do believe that it's just this inherent skill, right? Yeah. And and some yeah. people are natural speakers, no question. Yeah. But the truth is it is learned. Like it, it's a, it mm-hmm. is a, learned, it's a practiced learned thing. Yeah. And if you're just focused on developing software or writing the next great AI algorithm, mm-hmm. you actually bring up a really good point about that because we've seen uh, the lack of sort of creative thinking around AI developed projects
1: yeah.
2: has created a lot of problems. I mean, we, we saw uh, yeah. four or five years ago, Diversity there was a whole piece. big thing about facial re- recognition stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it wasn't picking up certain people of color's faces because yeah. their skin tones were were not correct for the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And when they went back and looked at it, they're like, well, why didn't that come out in development? Why did no one think of that? Nobody was thinking outside of the box except the room yeah. that they were working in, right?
1: Well, yeah, diverse Adopting
2: people. that creative thinking, that broader mindset of uh culture, of course, diversity, inclusivity, I mean, having that promoted gets you thinking more about those kinds of things, but that creative mindset, would have more likely had a group like that sit and go, hmm, let's think about all the ways that this could go wrong and try to address that rather than just here's a process and I will execute the process every day, Mm -hmm. right? Complete change in mindset and culture for for technology folks like that.
0: Yeah. Great bit of advice there. Really, uh, yeah, really nice to hear that because we haven't heard that before on the podcast and you've made great, absolute great point there. Um, how, on that note, from a leadership point of view, again, um, how would you describe your leadership style and how would you say that that cul- makes for a, or cultivates a great, strong culture?
2: Uh, for me personally... I very much adopt a leadership style that, quite frankly, my very first mentor in the industry taught me. Mm. And I've carried it with me all these years, and uh, I, I still advocate for it to this day. It's not revolutionary, but I really think it is the right and proper thing to do. And it it's essentially is this. Wherever you sit on an org chart, you turn it upside down, and you are there to support then every single person above you. You are not the most important thing as a leader. Your people are the most important thing. Your teams are the most important thing. Their success is the most important thing. Leaders who look at those org charts and think to themselves, because I'm higher up there, I should get credit or I should be the one getting the attention or it should be all about mm-hmm. me. You are destined to fail. And I will stand by that statement if I, you know, <laughs> as much as I need to um, because the success of a leader is not in themselves. It's in their teams. So my approach has always been to be a little bit more background, quite frankly, when it comes to my teams, yeah. right? I want to make sure that if my teams are successful, they get the credit. If something has gone right, they're front and center and recognized in the emails or the announcements or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. My job is there is only to clear the obstacles to make sure they're successful, to be supportive, to be open, let them come to me with the good and the bad doesn't matter right it's not about judgment and it's not about um you know chastising people and making them feel terrible for making a mistake we learn from those things the goal though is as a leader you must step out of the way of the of the the spotlight let your people shine be at the bottom of the org chart so to speak and support all of the folks above you when they win you've done it right at that point and that's that's my philosophy, simply. Whatever that it
1: takes. So much humility in that as well, which I love. And it actually leads me really nicely on to past couple of years. They've been one hell of a roller coaster. Um, it'd be great mm-hmm. to hear this year in particular, what's the biggest leadership lesson that you've had?
2: Uh, I, I think, boy. I think operationally as a leader, you know, flexibility has been the message. Mm-hmm. But I think more more than that from a personal standpoint, it's about understanding. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years, I think it, it's been very telling to see how employees react differently to mm-hmm. the situation. Some people have loved being working from home. Some people have been absolutely out of their minds and they want to get back into face-to-face time. And it's really hard as a as a leader you know, in any kind of role, it doesn't really matter to look at a situation like the pandemic and say, okay, there's one response, like everybody is hurting or everybody is upset or everybody is happy. You just can't, you, and you can't challenge it. If someone, if one of your employees tells you, I'm really struggling, it's not for you at that point to say, well, oh, I don't really think you are, why would you, or come on, it's, i have given you everything you want, what's the big deal? No, we have to come from a place of understanding and say, okay, I don't understand why you're upset, but it doesn't matter what I think, right? So you tell them, help me understand. How is this hurting? How is this a challenge? How can we help make this easier uh, within the realm of what we you know, legally can do during a lockdown <laughs> or a pandemic, right, if mean, there's only so much. But uh, having that level of, you know, coming from a place of empathy and understanding up front yeah. as your first response. Sit. Whether you get it or not doesn't matter. You, you've got to you've got to let the employee establish where they're at, so you can help them.
1: Definitely, and that empathetic leadership approach certainly shines through from what you said so far. But it'd be great, I guess, for aspiring leaders. What three, I guess, characteristics and traits do you think are essential for success?
2: So, uh, empathy for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, when you transition into leadership, no matter what your background is, you are now in a people-focused role, mm-hmm. period. You be a technologist, you could be in marketing, you could be a business leader, it doesn't matter. You are now in a people-focused role. So empathy has to be key. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency is another one. I often hear people talk about it from an integrity standpoint. But, and don't get me wrong, as a security person, integrity is very key to our business. Yeah. But consistency is more important to me in a lot of ways because people need to rely on you. They need to rely on your responses. They need to rely on the way that you're going to address situations. And even if it's not always perfect, because we're human too, when people know that you're consistent, they they know how they can rely on you better and they'll work with you better so consistency is really key it's a
0: tough um, one to get right consistency though, isn't it to consistency it's a tough one when you've particularly when when we've been through the challenging times that we've just been through from my experience our experience it is like it is a tough one to
1: I, for me it, personally it's something that like it's uh, it's a value that's really important for me and people in general yeah is 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 that consistent new level you know your expectations you know when you walk onto a meet into a room or you're hoping a teams with someone that you're going to get this consistent approach day to day and obviously life does get in the way and we are human at the end of the day mm. so things can be affected by that but for me I love that you said that because that's yeah. something that I look for in people and, and, and like really aspire to be is to try and as a leader be consistent so people know where they're at when they come when they come to you at any time that they can Exactly. I mean th-
2: think of that friend that you have that is always 30 minutes late to everything you do yeah right uh and I've used this analogy with people before because <laughs> everyone thinks that leaders have to be these perfect like yeah. always perfect examples yeah. and we're, we're human we're not going to be yeah but if you think of that friend who's always 30 minutes late Yes, my do you, friend. Do you dislike yes. that friend? <laughs> do you dislike that friend more than your other friends? No. <laughs> do you, you know, do you rag on them a lot, and like tell that person how terrible they are all the time? No. Do you tell them we're meeting at 4 30 when you really want to meet at five and yeah. you tell everybody else you're going to meet at five? Yeah. And then That's he the shows up at, <laughs> four, at five o'clock with like everyone else? Yeah, you do that. And, and frankly, your employees will do that to some extent too. If they know you are consistent in a behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They will that. also accommodate you to some extent, because once they see that that's how you function,
1: mm-hmm. for
2: good or for bad. It's not going to be a judgment call. They'll learn how to work with that. And mm-hmm. smart employees, quite frankly, will leverage that to their advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the best chief security officers I've worked for, once I understood how they spoke, once I understood the way that they would like defend me in a meeting, as an example, I had a, a CISO who would never speak out in a meeting. So if I was on the, on the hot seat and everybody's complaining about something we just did and I'm ex- I was sitting there initially expecting like, isn't he going to speak up and defend me? Isn't he going to step up and say, I'm the one who directed Nathan to do that. This is on me. Never did it in the meeting. Used to be frustrating until I learned he was going back behind the scenes after the meeting, talking to all of those leaders for those people involved. And not only explaining what really happened, mm-hmm. but also using that as a coaching opportunity for them to help their staff not be so aggressive and not get into this finger pointing thing and not to, you know, to come at it from a more team approach. So it was a much more positive thing long term. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn as the employee, that was how he operated. And once I did, had a lot more trust in the meetings, right? I knew he was going to follow up afterwards instead of in the meeting. I my stress level went way down because I knew I wasn't being hung out to dry. I was, yeah. I knew it was going right? to happen. So, like you say, it was consistent. That's exactly. It, it may not yeah. be what you expect or the best approach,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: But it was a consistent approach, and once I knew it, my my whole way I went about my job was better. I had a much better relationship with him. Um, it works out a lot better. So consistency. You you've got to just be true about yourself and who you are yeah. as a leader and stay consistent about those things
1: i love that and sandra knows that i am consistently terrible at admin <laughs> so she knows now <laughs> but at
0: least i'm consistent nathan <laughs> fantastic um, you said earlier um which i really wanted to come back to um obviously you've, you've got um Long standing experience within the industry You've worked you started your career started out in government you were now consultancy You've worked you know across the, the spectrum but you, you said you described um current company as as tenable as as being um in terms of culture one of the kind of best that you work for and, and, you know, that you weren't just being saying that or being biased because you're there now. And, um, obviously we're recording and this is going to be published. Um, you know, but I'm really interested to understand how you would describe, um, the culture at Tenable and what's, what's great about the culture. What do you think, what do you do really well that other people could, you know, that either, um, you know, a little bit delayed on, or could be perhaps fo- following your footsteps.
2: Yeah, boy, I, I could. We could probably spend a whole lot of time about this topic because I, yeah. I, I'm very invested in this. I mean, I, frankly, I mean, this is part of the reason I came to Tenable. Um, I've been familiar with the company for a number of years. I've had mm. people who've worked here for a long time. I knew kind of what I was getting into when I came here. Uh, and Tenable, really is, I mean, honestly, is one of the most inclusive and supportive cultures that I've come across, and especially in technology. Uh, this is a company that understands flexibility for its employees, mm. right? We have, yeah. you know, benefits to allow people to take, you know, holidays when they need to take holidays. They've got, you know, we have, we have time to, for uh, volunteering. We can take time off, pay time to go volunteer for charity work or, you know, whatever good, you know, positive nonprofit organizations that we want that are important to us as employees. Uh, we've got, you know, tons of, of uh, de and initiatives going on. Uh, there's internal groups that are supportive for different cultures, different, uh, you know, just different affiliations with within everything. Um, mm. it, it's, it's kind of been amazing to me. I mean, the leadership, I, I give them a lot of credit here, the, the, the C-suite that we've got. They really believe very strongly in, the strength of diversity, right? That when you bring lots of opinions to the table, when you bring a lot of different backgrounds to the table, you are a stronger company for it. Mm -hmm. And we see that in, you know, uh, senior technical leaders who are are very, very, very involved in like women in cybersecurity groups. They're leading the way in women in cybersecurity kind of organizations all over the world. We've got, you know, pride groups that are very invested in those communities and helping to bring that kind of thing into the culture and to bring education, like the the STEM, my STEAM, you know, kinds of focuses bound there. So Tenable really does commit into supporting all of it, quite frankly. And I, when I see them, you know, it's one thing to say it, right? (laughs) But when I see it written in policy, when I see, you know, tangible benefits, time off, or whatever the case is, you're starting as a company to put your money where your mouth is, and that's that's a level of tangible support mm. that where a lot of companies will get into saying it because it's the right thing to say, and they think they're going to they're trying to save face. Uh, these folks here are just they're simply they're quietly doing it, and uh, and I think it's a really it's just an incredible kind of thing that I watch with this culture that they really support these things uh, so broadly mm-hmm. uh, with, throughout the company in so many ways.
0: Fantastic, brilliant. And it sounds like that um, Tenable is the sort of business that, um, just based on what you said, that are doing and supporting to give back, not just to their people, um, but the community. Um, she so talked about women in um, cybersecurity, and obviously mm-hmm. the big push and, and drive around DNI and different backgrounds and pride, which is amazing. Um, very in line with um, our kind of business values and how um, we operate, um, as well within the industry. So it'd be, really, it'd be really interesting to hear if there's any specific kind of programs or areas that the business kind of gives back and supports the local community or the tech community you'd like to share
2: yeah I uh, the I mean we, we actually do I mean it's an official name within the organization we call it tenable cares uh it is specifically designed for supporting our employees in their local communities to do volunteer work so to the point I made I mentioned a, a moment ago yeah. mm. paid time off to do volunteer work within your community that's great. um that's that's a full day off every year However, you, you want to use that for whatever organization. Yeah. Uh, the program also will match employee donations to these these charities, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, euro okay. for euro, whatever it is.
0: That's great. So That's if really an employee curious, really no. wants
2: to put that in, Tenable matches those donations and and helps support those kinds Crazy. of things.
0: That's awesome.
2: We um, the program also does a lot of obviously we're very focused in cybersecurity. Yeah, but uh, we. Donate to scholarship programs for a lot of educations, middle schools, high schools, colleges. Mm-hmm. We help set up scholarship programs, grant programs. We'll support mm-hmm. some of those programs with free software, if if, if that's what the you yeah. know the, the school needs to help their, their students. Investing in
0: future future it, talent, absolutely. Wow.
2: Yeah, and and even more recently, I mean, in the last few years, we've actually started to get involved into um, slightly bigger. Um, Community-focused sort of things. So, I, I mean, in, in I'd have to go back and look at some of the details. Like, and I apologize, I don't know it off the top of my head. But like, we've done donations into for like disaster recovery, disaster response mm-hmm. sort true. of situations when there's been natural disasters and major areas affecting some of the places where our employees are based. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, it it again, it's a big focus for the company to to step up and actually do something tangible and not just say yeah. we support our employees. We do, and we back it up with time off, the donation matches, scholarship. Like, there's a lot going on. Uh, Very, very big part of our culture here.
1: I love that pay it forward approach, and I think now over the past couple of years, it's really made. I mean, from obviously from a recruitment perspective, which is what we do, it makes such a difference when people are looking to cybersecurity. It is one of the most, I guess, competitive markets out there. I think. if you have and, and being a values led organisation, it does really not just uh, from a hiring perspective, but it does. Uh, I'm speaking to candidates day in, day out, and that's the sort of business they want to work mm. for. People who care. So it sounds awesome that Tenable do that, which is great. Um, I guess one last question for me, and it's, it's ultimately it's, it's probably the most important that we go over today, because I'd love to know about how you support employee well-being. Uh, it's something that we can all I- improve on um as business leaders and organizations so uh, it would be great to hear from your thoughts on that about what 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 you do that works really well or what you've seen that works really
2: well yeah i mean again i mean tenable in a lot of ways it leads us and you really just said it i mean we're a values-led organization more than anything else and part of that value is that essentially we are nothing without our employees right Mm -hmm. they are the centerpiece of what we do and how we're successful yeah uh, and I can tell you just my own experience. I mean, I, I have kind of a unique position in the organization where I get to involve myself in a lot of different teams throughout yeah. the organization. And um, I don't think I've ever worked with or for an organization where I've sat down and said, man, that is a rockstar employee over there. Oh, that is a rockstar. Like that person is just going the extra mile every day. Man, that's another person going there. Mm-hmm. The employees, um, they make it happen. And this company knows that and believes in that. So when we are driven by, you know, your employees and you're driven by the values they they do, employees' well-being is, frankly, front and center of the whole thing. And so, you know, you look at, like, we've always had a remote work program, period. I mean, that's always been the case. When the pandemic happened, the the mantra from uh, management was essentially, we don't care where you do what you do. We mm-hmm. we trust you. Yeah. We know you're gonna do good work wherever you have to do it, when you have to do it. We know that you'll do the right thing. It's actually one of our core values, always the right thing. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, and, well. <laughs> and,
2: and and people responded. I mean, everybody who, you know, we, we knew we had to go to remote work for everyone. Yeah. Mm. But the fact that there were no real conditions, there was no um like you must register which location you're going to be in or mm. you have to be there at this certain window of time or whatever the case might be uh, tenable already had that kind of thing of we have to put the employees first whatever that means yeah. so you need to take time off to take care of your family do that if you need to work from home, do that you need to work from a airbnb because you're quarantined do that like we don't care like we need you to take care of you yeah uh, and strategically that's always been part of what we've done. It just, I mean, the pandemic just really kind of made it a bigger thing for the company because we were already we were already there in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so and we've been working a lot on, you know, trying to deal with now, of course, we're 18 months in mm. to this whole thing. And as I'm sure you're you're all well aware, we're we all of us are very vested in the idea of the, the sort of the mental health and well-being of all of our employees. Right. We're coming out of a long stint. We're, we're all very tired. Mm. We, we've been struggling with this thing for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, we've also been very engaged about that. Uh, Tenable has always provided a you know, ton of uh, mental, and emotional health kind of support and benefits way above and beyond just traditional healthcare kinds of things. Lots of resources for employees around that. We've been uh, providing extra time off for, for people. So we've actually had yes. um, structured in several days of time uh, over the last few months just flat out paid time off for the entire company don't care who you are go rest like go take a mental break so it's a very very focused company in terms of making sure that the employees are taken care of uh and it's it's made a huge difference for us in this time for sure
0: fantastic
1: i think it's clear that that kind of people first approach Mm. runs through the veins of um, tenable, so that's awesome, and obviously it aligns really well with your personal values. So, do you know what Nathan? It was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. So, thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously, Sandra reached out to you because she'd noticed your name on the Cyber Security Summit. When's your next speaking opportunity? When are you next approaching
0: that virtual stage?
1: Boy, uh,
2: you know, we're actually here in the U.S. We're starting to get back in person a little I bit. I was just going to
0: say, have you got an in-person event coming up yeah, soon.
2: It, it's just starting to happen. Um, yeah, I, I'm starting to bounce around a little bit. I'm actually going to be at uh, Amazon's uh, reInvent in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. So wow. We're going to be there talking about some cloud event. security stuff, um, <laughs> doing a number of things with um CIS in the upcoming months as well so for folks really? who are the center for internet security they're a yeah. big big organization around sort of standards mm-hmm. for internet security uh we're doing a number of talks next year with them but I'll be at cities all over the United States so um yeah really? we're starting to quite a lot more it's been great and if
1: people want to reach out to you is it best via LinkedIn or Twitter what's the best form of contact?
2: Yeah, uh, LinkedIn is easiest. Uh, obviously, Nathan Wensler is easy to find. I should be the only one out there. Um, <laughs> the original. I can, I can be found on Twitter uh, at Fedora underscore Nate. <laughs> uh, I don't post there as much as I am, probably should, but you can find me there as well. Okay. Um, I, I'm also happy to you know, connect directly with people if they want to reach out to me via email and uh, Wensler at Tenable.com. Uh, I'm always available there as well. So happy to yes. communicate however is easiest for people
0: brilliant thank you very much for your time really loved um having a chat with you really interesting and uh yeah hope um hope you enjoy it as much as hope you enjoyed it as much as we did
2: i appreciate the time as well I absolutely loved this and uh, hope we get to have more conversations in the future it's been great
0: definitely thank, thank you, you. For listening to our let's talk leadership podcast the culture edit
1: if you would like to talk all things thought leadership and how you've embedded a positive organizational culture get
0: in touch you can also follow us on linkedin and stay tuned by subscribing to us on spotify or youtube for future episodes stay tuned for our next one bye for now guys